Hello friends, my name is Dave Miller. And I'm now Spain. And we're your fuck buddies. We are a dating and sex advice podcast where we take your sticky, sexy situations and turn them into sexy, sexy, sticky situations. Damn, you were so close. Yeah. Simply put, we're a sex and dating advice podcast that finds questions either online or from our wonderful listeners and we answer them for you. You might know us from Tumblr too. All right, you got something for me? Is this a shakedown? Are you shaking me down right now? Um, hey, hands up. Hands where I can see them. Hey man, I just need your advice to your life. I just need one more week. I promise. I'll, I'll, I'll give you two, two, two questions. All right, patrons, break his legs. <laughs> um, There's a special tier that if you pay enough, you get to beat the shit out of Dane every time I say that. It's true, guys. I'm very sore. Please, please stop. We released two episodes in one day last week. We did. That's yes. powerful. That was okay. Firstly, thank you, Dane, because that's a lot of work. Um, but secondly, some of y'all are. Real lucky, two two boy doses in one day. Ooh. Good overdose, so please be careful. Not a lot of you are used to. You got a microdose, which is why we only oh, do yeah, one episode can, a week, and we can only do two max by law a day. So you got the max boy dose if you're part of the Patreon. If not, well, who knows? Maybe next time. Um, I'm going to be taking a, a page out of your book today and bringing you a question from Seduction. I bet you it's one of the ones I have, you motherfucker. Go on, go. Maybe. If a girl you're dating puts up a hot picture oh, up on social fucker. media, what is usually your response? What is an example of something you would say? Or would you just ignore her? What's the best seduction approach? <sighs> this is one of mine, Dan. Snooze you lose. Uh, I should have gone first. Motherfucker. Yeah, I love this one because the thing is, I don't know if we can answer this, right? Because it's your best seduction approach, right? Mm-hmm. And like, we aren't seduction trained. Like, we try, but it's... It's intensive. At this point, I think we can consider ourselves. We've we've read enough articles. We've we've put enough women in our sweaty blazers that yeah, we, we we know the tricks of the trade. All right, best seduction approach. Uh, I guess you gotta like ver- like probably some verbal abuse. Maybe dump them. Definitely spiral into like like just lose all self confidence, but then pretend the opposite. You know what I mean? So like as your self confidence plummets, you're outward like put more people under your sweater is what i'm saying literally in this case it's one of those things where you definitely have to look at them and be send them a message of being like you know what i think it's really brave of you to still post these pictures after how much weight you've gained and then just you know be like that that'll do it that's a seduction move let's go yeah okay i can't even pretend to be a seduction person like i love this it's like what what would you say would you ignore her wow like such a brave move what's the best seduction like do you think you need to re-seduce her if you're dating someone presumably any picture they put up is going to be hot right that's that's the like twist on this question the twist of this question isn't you know oh a girl i like or a woman i like put up a sexy picture how do you react to it it's someone they're already dating yeah so it's like, are you trying to re-seduce her or are you, which I assume is the answer, super threatened and like upset and don't think they're allowed? Because, hey, dude, you're dating each other. You need to calm down and also not be an asshole because unless your aim is to end said relationship, this is not the right approach. Like, I, I guess it depends on what... uh what kind of social media they're using. I'm going to assume it's Instagram 
Mm-hmm. Um, if someone, and I didn't realize the weight this carried because I, I used to react to people's stories all the fucking time, not knowing that like this was a flirt device nowadays. But like, if someone posts up a cute picture, I'll throw them the hard eyes. You know what I mean? I'll give them the, I'll give those like the little those little side eyes. Mm-hmm. And like I'll just leave it at that. Like if if they want to engage after the fact, I think if you're going to be constantly being like you're so hot, I think that's a little much. But I think that like if someone puts up a really cute picture, I don't see any harm in giving them a little validation of being like, you know, hard eyes, and then I will forget about it immediately. But if you're dating someone and that's someone that you care like there is literally no downside to complimenting the person you're with. And if you think there is, this is a bad relationship. Well, I don't even think that's what they're looking for. Like, I don't think they're like, hey, and maybe it is. I think you're putting a very positive spin on this, which unfortunately is not usually what seduction is. I feel like it's more like she's she's done something wrong. She put up a hot, like a hot picture. How do you like rein in this behavior? Maybe. Like, that's what I read from it. I mean, I don't see any like. Have you dipped down into the comments? I haven't. No. Okay, well, it's basically everybody being like, if a woman puts up a picture, she's one step closer to cheating and like you need to blah, 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 and not let her. And, you know, she's just the side of cheating. One DM away, insecure or not. If you're in a relationship, take this down. Post only pictures of you with a man, etc. Neat. There's a uh, there's like a thing going around on TikTok right now of a guy being like, it's one of those... Like, I think he's one of those like self-help gurus of like those kind of people who speak in absolutes and like these big sort of ideologies of just stupid bullshit. The second you understand mm-hmm. a, like an ounce of nuance of him being like, if you have I, I think it is cheating. If a man has an Instagram, he's cheating. <laughs> and it's like it's it's not about having pictures. It's not about what you're posting. It's just the act of having an Instagram. And it's like, I know that dude probably doesn't believe it, but his market I'm sure absolutely needs to hear someone with a couple thousand or million followers say that so they can be justified. Yeah. Here's another one. Why would you trust women to begin with? Serious question. If you're willing to confront your own humanity, you know the bad you yourself are capable of. Women are the same, but they're elevated to a position where society erases their inhibitions. They don't have to be good people. They can post all the thirst traps, sleep with all the guys, have all the OnlyFans, and people will praise them. Why trust them at all? In general, the type of woman who would want validation this way will chase it, and they will fall down the slippery slope. Man, this person must be fucking miserable. The thing is, is like the whole point of seduction is, you know, to be with women. So imagine actively spending so much time and effort and energy attracting women, seducing women, and having such a low opinion of women. Like, what does that mean to you? Like, if you have dedicated X amount of your personality and your time to getting validation and getting, you know, uh, attention from someone you think is just like the the dregs of humanity, that doesn't really paint you in a great picture either, dude. So if it's Dane's positive approach, which I'd like to hope so, tell them they look great. Give them the old hard eyes. Give them a like. Tell them in person also that they looked incredible. Like, big them up. Everyone likes that. You know what I mean? If it's your friend, do the same fucking thing, you know? If it's you being, like, insecure that they put up a hot picture, then, like, get over yourself. You know? If you're dating them, any picture they put up is presumably going to be fucking hot. Like, if my partner put up a picture, be hot as hell. Get over it. What the fuck? You, like, if you're going to come in controlling and not let people post, as one commenter suggested, without, like, any pictures without you in it, 
that's either a one-way stop to a garbage relationship or no relationship. So don't do that. And you also have to consider that if if we're going to play in the space of seductions like mindset, if this woman is so desperate for validation and you refuse to give it, then like, of course, they're going to look elsewhere. And like, we can extrapolate that into the real world of being like, if I'm with a partner who refuses to acknowledge anything nice about me or refuses to give me compliments or refuses to, you know, be nice to me, I'm going to go somewhere else. And that doesn't necessarily mean I'm going to cheat on them. I'm just going to leave them. Mm -hmm. Also, if you are so worried that your partner is going to cheat on you, taking away Instagram doesn't fix that. It's not like shit. That was their one chance. You did it. You win this game of cheating chess where like now they're stuck with you. It's like, no, man, like if your partner wants to fuck off and hook up with someone else or cheat on you, they could just do that. You know what I mean? So it's like a, a picture on Instagram isn't a problem because it's either a problem or it isn't anyway. And you need to fucking yeah. trust someone or not. So get the fuck over it. Yeah. If you're going to assume that like all it takes is one DM to to sway your partner into fucking someone else, then you need to rethink who you're with. 100%. All right. Ready for more seduction? Hmm. This is by Chili Bob Thornton. It's a good username. Treadmill approaches. Recently at my local gym, I've observed a phenomenon. Twice this week, I've seen a beefy dude approach very attractive women on treadmills and strike up a conversation. The women seem not only undisturbed, but straight up eating out of the palm of their hands, completely mesmerized. Two separate meatheads and two separate HB8-9 ladies. What the fuck does that mean? It's like hot body. Oh my God. Okay. The first guy may have had some seduction training because he kept body rocking and turning as if to walk away. But I digress. They were definitely not couples, not best acquaintances. I found this fascinating because conventional seduction wisdom and a number of posts I've read have stated explicitly not to approach someone on a treadmill. They don't want to hear from you mid-workout. One theory I have is it's so unconventional that by approaching with utmost confidence, these guys are sending super high value don't give a fuck signals with their approaches. Another theory is pure social dynamics. These roided out dudes, not slander, just facts, are kings in this jungle. Any thoughts? <sighs> I mean, I'm glad that there is rules and seduction saying not to bother people on treadmills because as much as you're probably used to women running away from you, in this scenario, they wouldn't actually be getting any distance away from you. So <laughs> it would be it would be unfair. Um, what yeah. I will say is when I, I went to the gym once a week, like that was the extent of my gym going every now and then, if I really needed to work something out on the heavy bags and, and punch the shit out of something, I would go another time during the week. But that said once a week for like an hour and a half, I saw consistently the same people every week, both in my class and like on the floor working out. There is a very good chance if this, if these people like work out in the same gym, they didn't really say what they were saying. Right. So it's like, they literally could just be shooting the shit and like, either work at the gym and are like personal trainers that like talk to their, their friends or they're just gym buddies. So there's yeah. no necessary, there, there isn't any sort of indication that like, unless, you know, she jumped off, tore her clothes off and they, you know, fucked right there on the, the fucking mm -hmm. bench press station. Then it's like, there is a very good chance that like, it's just people that like do the, do the one, 1 PM lunch break workout that he was just like, Hey, what's up? How's it going? So without context of like what was being said, I love that. Yeah, this person sees two people talking and is like, what? It's seduction. And that worries me a lot. 
Also, just the general, like, HB 8 to 9 and meatheads and, like, roided out dudes and kings in the jungle and, like, super high value, don't give a fuck signals. Like, all this, like, all this verbiage just makes me want to just vanish into a shadow realm where none of this exists. But this is exactly kind of what we were talking about. I don't remember when anymore or when in what episode, but we were talking about how seduction views things through and, and by we keep saying seduction, but specifically the sort of like the tos- toxic masculinity that is in the dudes that we are actively combating with this podcast. They see things through this like weird lens and what might be a completely harmless thing when we were talking about negging where it's like, Oh, playful teasing and banter is a lot of fun and a very effective way to sort of like build rapport with someone. Mm -hmm. But what they probably saw was that man just made fun of her. And this is probably exactly what's happening here of like someone being like, wait, I thought we weren't supposed to hit on like the terms of our terms of engagement in our, you know, douchebag Geneva conventions. um, (laughs) We're not allowed to talk to the treadmill woman, treadmill woman's neutral. (laughs) And, And they're just like being like, wait, are we allowed to do this? That man is doing it and she doesn't seem to hate it. So this must be a new, we're entering in a dawning, like a new era of, of seduction where treadmill woman is, a, is, is on the, the menu. It looks like treadmills back on the menu, boys. It's like, no, it could just be that they know each other and they're chatting like human beings. Yeah, that's the thing. At, at no point is he like, oh, I guess they could have talked. I, I just, also, what's body rocking? Because that sounds great. Like, it sounds like the new, uh, like, who did, who did party rock anthem? I was going to say, like, it's, yeah, L- LMFAO body. Yeah, rock. I need like an LMFAO body rock. Uh, Everybody's anthem. in the club tonight. Oh, it's just a gym. The gym tonight. Everyone is on treadmills tonight. You can go up and talk without a fight. <laughs> and they gonna eat out of your palm. They just want to fuck you. Burn, burn, burn. It's also one of those things where like you're like, this guy's like, oh, these these muscle head gym freaks. I'm like, yeah, man. Like if I don't know how often you're going to the gym, but if you see a dude who's there all the time, yeah, they're going to be fucking ripped. I wish I had the like discipline to go to the gym every fucking every day to, to work out. Like that mm-hmm. would be great. I would love, I would love to have the body of someone who goes to the gym every day. <laughs> I just don't have the willpower or the drive to do it. Yeah. And even just like meatheads roided out, like, just that weird kind of like, you know, insecure bitterness where like you're trying to knock them down a peg because you are jealous or some shit. Like just stop. Stop all of this. That's more important than whether or not you approach someone on a treadmill. But secondly, don't fucking approach someone on a treadmill. Like they're going to be like they literally cannot leave. Yeah. And if they do, it's a it's such a huge disruption to what they're actually doing in a place that they're paying money to do it. Like it's mm-hmm. one thing if like someone has to like move away from you at a bar. But like uh, gym memberships aren't cheap and people's time is is limited these days. So like the fact that you might have to deter someone from doing something, they're paying a, a substantial amount of money and using what little free time they have to do mm-hmm. because you're like, it's my I'm I can talk to treadmill woman. It's yeah. it's fucking garbage. But I think we've been focusing too much on seduction and too much on like like negative stuff. You know what I mean? Like we spent a lot of time over the past couple episodes really laying into seduction. So I want to bring it back to people that I think we can actually help. All I've got is seduction today. I know, which is why I'm trying to, I'm going to bring in some stuff that like, that isn't this quagmire of fucking garbage. Um, This is from Reddit user, the good horse. 
which I hope is a Dr. Horrible reference. I hope so. Good horse, good horse. <laughs> How can I get over the fact that my girlfriend had sex with a guy from our group of friends that's disgusting and an asshole? My brain hurts imagining it. They had sex a few years ago. We've been together for two years now. The guy is pathetic. He steals money from his parents to buy drugs and is well known for betraying every single girlfriend he's ever had and being abusive physically and mentally. The fact that my girlfriend had sex with him multiple times in the past makes my brain hurt. I know it's in the past and it was a mistake and she deeply regrets it. And she says she was drunk every time, but I just, it makes my skin crawl. I've never tried shaming her for it, but it's something that I know of and makes me sick every time I think about it. How can I look at it differently? At least in a way that won't make me feel sick and nauseous. Man, it's really upsetting that he says I haven't tried shaming her for it as if like it's on the cards. Like I haven't yet. I haven't done it yet. Should I? I think it's poor wording in the sense that like, I think he's saying I don't bring it up to shame her. I don't, I don't think he's saying like, how should we see this? Is, this know. is why we got to get you out of seduction. You, you immediately jump to worst case scenario. Maybe I spent like 24 hours on seduction last year. Um, I know. So this isn't exactly the most fucking positive question either. It's not, but it's something that I think that we can actually like discuss and talk about instead of just being like, so not good shit. <laughs> um, in the sense that like this, I understand this dude's dilemma. I think he's also going about it the wrong way. But like, I understand, like, I I know that feeling of like, when everyone is well aware of, and this is more of like a work thing for me. It's like, usually there's that, like that one dude at work who's just like a dirt bag that someone will still sleep with. And people are like, why would you do this? And everyone's like, I know he's terrible, but I did it anyway. And, I'm, and like, I understand that like idea of being like, what, what makes people actively choose to like be with terrible people um and then also dealing with the emotions of like being with someone that you know has been with them Hmm. i think is an interesting dynamic and i would like to hear your thoughts on it it's it's just like it's a kind of a jealousy by a different like a different flavor of jealousy almost Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like i think the advice here is the same as if there was a super hot friend that she had slept with and you can't like stop thinking about how good it must have been with this person. It's just kind of the opposite of that coin. And I think in either thing, you just kind of need to get the fuck over it, which I know is harsh. And I know it's easier said than done, but it's like, you know, you're with them. You like them. That should be enough for you to get over what they've done in the past because it doesn't fucking matter. You know what I mean? They're not with them now. They've said they regret it. And it's like you being upset about it is only going to hurt you. Or if you bring it up ever, like shame them for their sexual past, which we will never advocate you do. So it's like, you just gotta like, you know, um, have you ever slept with someone that somebody else might be able to criticize you for? Because maybe everyone has different views on different people and different situations. So it's like, you're probably not 100% innocent. And even if you are, it's like, it just doesn't matter. Like you need to get over it because you can't have a relationship if that's going to be in the back of your head. Yes, it is 100% one of those situations where you were, you're correct. Like, imagine you had someone in your friend group that everyone knows has a giant dick. And if she had hooked up with them, would you also be like, I can't stop thinking about, you know, the fact that, so it is something, and now it's right. It's, you know, it's, it's fucking, you know, spicy jealousy or, or jealousy, diet (laughs) jealousy or something, right? Like it's a different, it's the same drink. It's just a different rebrand that you definitely do need to process. And I don't think that really she has any role in processing it. It's it's something that she did. I'm sure she's had to process it herself if she is actually like looks back on it and, and regrets doing it. I'm sure mm-hmm. she had to come to terms with it. And I'm sure she's not super proud of it. It's highly possible she knows how you feel and is just saying she regrets it to make you feel better or to not fight or whatever. She doesn't even have to because yeah. this is your opinion on the guy, right? Maybe she finds him sexy. 
You know what I mean? And that's all you really need to fuck someone. I assume the dude is is decent looking, or at least like that she did find him attractive. But I think you can also, like, I know a lot of people that I find attractive that I absolutely would not sleep with. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying to like, just because she says she regrets it doesn't necessarily mean she does. And like, whether she does or doesn't shouldn't factor into any of this, because as you said, it's not a her issue, it's a you issue. But at the end of the day, if for whatever, if she is like, no, I like, I don't like... I don't see any problem with the things that he does and who cares if he cheats on his girlfriends. And like, if that's the situation, then like maybe you don't, you aren't compatible ideal, like with, with ideology with your Mm -hmm. partner. If that's, if that's something that she doesn't care about and it's something that you do care about, then perhaps you need to reassess like who you're with, but it doesn't really seem like that is necessarily Mm -hmm. the issue. I think you really do just need to sit down and think about like, why does this bother me so much? Okay. The guy's an asshole, but she just had sex with him and she's not crazy about the idea that she did. So like that should be enough for you to be like, okay, she feels the same way I do, but moment of weakness or bad judgment or giving into drunken uh, whims, whatever, like we've all done it. And if you can't get over that, then you need to sort of move on. It's not up to like, you don't get to now make your partner feel like shit for something that they did before they met you years ago. No, 100%. It's like, it is one of these things, like any jealousy. Like, if there was a super hot guy, you just, you do need to process it on your own time, get over it. Like, I assume it is some kind of, like, you don't like that this person has the privilege or the whatever, or, like, maybe you feel like they think that they have one up on you, or that, like, it's lessening you that they've done the same thing you have, or, like, you know, whatever. Like, these are all reasons that you might feel that way, you need to realize why, and then get over that. It's also mm-hmm. possible that when they knew this guy, like things always come out over time and it's like a fucking snowball effect. So you knowing now how shit he is might not have been the extent to which he was known to be being shit back then. So you might be judging it with kind of like the opposite of rose tinted goggles where you're looking back and you're using knowledge you have now that maybe wasn't widely available back then. So simply put, you got to get over it. And if you can't, don't be in this relationship, but either way, don't shame your partner for it. Exactly. You ready? Mm-hmm. For more seduction. Ugh. This one, I think, will be very quick because I don't even know if you can answer. This is the typo tech like the chase is over. What now? I got her to chase me and she did. I gave her what she wanted. Now she shows practically zero effort. Should I do the same? It. sorry. She got what she wanted, but he didn't get what he wanted. I got her to chase me and she did. I gave her what she wanted. Now she shows practically zero effort. Should I do the same? Yeah, I would love to know what that means. Like, does that mean that you it, slept it, with her? And What kind of fucking question is this? We have no details. We have nothing. Why would you say this? <laughs> but this is, again, this is sort of the mentality of seduction that like one size fits all, that like nuance and details don't matter, mm-hmm. that yeah. it's just sort of like, I am man, this I am woman, and this is this is the like current situation. How, how fix? It is almost like, a, oh, you gave her what you she wanted. Damn it, you idiot! Yeah, yeah like, never do, do that. that. It's like, what does that mean? Like, do, is it what she said she wanted, or is it what you think she wanted? Is it just like women want flower? I gave her flower. Now, now, no effort. What do? Yeah, it's. You're right. There is no answer to this because there's really yeah. no question. This is there just, is no question. I do you want a real one. Uh, yeah. Okay. Let's let's do this. This is from dating advice, so not seduction. But it sounds like seduction. This is by OK Satisfaction, 2943. Said hi to a girl as she went to her class. 
Now she unfollowed me on Instagram moments later. What do I do next? Do I assume she isn't interested? She seemed a bit uncomfortable when I said hi for some reason. I guess she doesn't like me. So do I just forget about her and avoid her or go up to her and ask? Would sending a message be another option considering she unfollowed and probably blocked me? Not sure yet. Man, that's... I mean, I, I get. I don't know how you said hello, and I don't know your relationship with this person prior. Well, that's a pretty harsh thing to do. <laughs> like imagine, imagine going up to someone in school, and just be like, "Hey, how are you?" And then the next thing you know, you're blocked. But now that is to say, the thing is, if, mm-hmm. what kind of person? Like, Dave, if I blocked you, how long would it take you to to notice? Yeah, I mean, I I don't know who who follows. I I don't honestly don't know how to check that. To be well, fair. I assume like you would try to go on my profile or notice that you hadn't seen my shit and like wouldn't be able to, and that would tip you off. Which I imagine if would I got be blocked, yes, but unfollowed, like, but like right oh, now he says worse, probably yeah. unfollowed. There's no notification. Like I would still see their stuff, like your stuff, right? Like the I wouldn't know that Unless, you followed me. Oh yeah, I don't uh, if they're private though right i guess i don't even no. fucking know but that you the thing have... is like that's what i mean it's like this person somehow figured that out that quickly which yeah. is an as a little glimpse into how obsessed and weird they are about this person which i'm assuming is not well hidden hence the blocking and the uncomfortableness that's what yeah, i'm I, imagining there's you've got to look at two things i think one what's your relationship with this person prior do you have you ever talked to them before or do you only like creep on them in social media? Like what, what also what is your interactions with them on the social media? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. are you constantly saying creepy things to them? Are you constantly just like liking their stuff? Because like, that's fine. But if you're also then being like, you're so beautiful, I can't wait to see you at school tomorrow and then never say anything to them. And you've never said anything to them prior to that. It would be a lot. So maybe you're coming on way too strong and you freak them out. I don't really like the idea of unfollowing someone and not blocking them is very strange to me. So again, does it say how old these people are? Uh, it doesn't. They're in university though. Oh, okay. So way older. Like I would never think if someone creeped me out, I would never think, Hey, I need to unfollow this person. That's a, that's a strange reaction to have as well. So I don't know. The whole thing seems very strange to me <laughs> of being like, because we don't know what their relationship is prior to mm-hmm. any of this. But my like, if I was unnerved by someone, I probably wouldn't be following them in the first place. Yeah, maybe. I, I, honestly, I do not know. So let's go through the questions. What do I do next? Leave it. You've made an effort and they did something very drastic and very strange and very clearly like as a means to separate ties from you. Mm-hmm. That, that is enough. She, for- do I assume she isn't interested? Yes. Sorry, because you're yeah. about to pretty much answer that, I think. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, do I forget about her and avoid her or go up to her and ask about it? I mean, don't hey. ask about it. Hey, hey, Claire, Claire, come back. Come back. Why Why you want to follow me? Yeah. I mean, like, I get you could, I guess. No, but no. the answer is not no. going to be great. So, like, yeah. Do you forget about her? Yeah. Do you ignore her I, or avoid her? No, that's weird, too. Just go about your life and... You know, if, if a social situation comes up where you guys have to interact, don't be fucking weird and realize that, like, this person also might be fucking weird or socially mm-hmm. strange. If, like, this is their their knee jerk reaction is like, oh, I don't like him talking to me. Unfollow. What? Because yeah, the okay. thing is, it's like either you are in the wrong and you've been doing something creepy 
and weird, even if you don't know it. And it's like, okay, in that case, you should leave her alone. Or you haven't done anything wrong, and this person is a bit fucking weird. At which point, you should also not put yourself in that situation. So it's like, it's very clear cut. Just leave it. Step away. It couldn't be more obvious if they're like, you know, uncomfortable when you talk to them and then distancing from you on social media. Don't send them a message, which is the next question. Uh, Just leave it. That's a pretty clear response. It's like if you went to pet a fucking dog and the dog was like growling and like backed up in a corner. It's like, leave the poor thing alone. Not reducing. Well, you know, I guess it's weird maybe to compare women to dogs. You know, I'm not comparing them. I'm just giving you an example. This is a very clear signal. Respect it. Yeah. Does it suck? Sure. Maybe look at what you've done, you know, and make sure that you're not in the wrong. You know, I don't think there's any harm in kind of like giving yourself the old once over, but uh, just move on. Yeah. I hate me. This comes from Fruit Marzipans. How do you stay positive after failed dates? I'm a 28-year-old female, and I've been on so many hinge dates, and I'm just feeling so hopeless. Either I end up not liking them, or they don't like me. How do you stay positive and keep going? Also, what are some tips to find successful matches? I usually do a FaceTime date before meeting up with them. Okay, well, I think, like, failed date is a pretty broad term. So I don't know if it's like you went on the date, the date sucked, or you went on the date, the date was good, and didn't go anywhere, you know, after, like, there was no second date, or... I don't know what that means, but like they say not liking them or they don't like me. So mm-hmm. I don't think it's necessarily like a catastrophic date. I think it's just like it, it fizzles after that that first attempt. Mm-hmm. Well, I think in, on one hand, you got to look at the fact that like there are people you don't like. So it stands to reason some people aren't going to like you. And that's good because if it was always just like I like them, they don't like me. It's harder to wrap your head around that, I think. So it's mm-hmm. like take solace in the fact that like, you know, I'm sure a lot of the people you met were super lovely. They just didn't do it for you. So it's like, don't take it as a personal thing. You know, it's not necessarily a failing of yours. It's just, it didn't work out. Two, enjoy the dates for what they are. I had a bunch of, you know, quote unquote failed dates that were still fun. I either met interesting people or I went to an interesting place or like, you know, it was just a decent night and like, sure, it didn't go anywhere, but like for what it was, it was fine. Like it wasn't a waste of a night, really. It was fun. And I think that's really important. Like if you're going on dates that aren't fun necessarily, or at least if you can't take other things from the dates, like it's, it gets to be a bit of a grind. Yeah. So just make sure like you're going fun places and with fun people and just like kind of enjoying them for what they are. Same with relationships. You know what I mean? Like if something ends, you should always just like remember the good times at least and be like, cool, it wasn't a waste. As for good matches, I would love to know why you don't like the people you don't like, but without the context, it's kind of hard for me to to clarify yeah. like you said you're you're doing zoom calls before you go or whatever and it's like okay so you see that they have a face that represents their dating profile but like what is it about them there that changes between talking and actually meeting up like what is it that you didn't know you didn't like until you saw them in person because surely you've talked and surely you've seen how they look so i'd love to know like what is missing there because maybe that's the thing you need to to nail down on yeah, I'm not too concerned with the the second part of the question because like it is like trying to tell someone how to get successful matches without knowing anything about them or who they are is a is a fool's errand. You can't do it. But you bring up the the FaceTime date, which I think is is could be working against you because if people people get weird about first dates, people get nervous, and if they blow all their like first date material in this zoom and then you go and like you you meet up with someone who where you've already done sort of like those that back and forth of like getting to know each other questions 
you're then in territory of being like, you've essentially had your first date. Mm -hmm. So you're now entering in a second date without really having your first date. So all the first date nerves are now on the second date. Yeah. And, and like, I think that also might be ruining your flow a little bit. I understand. And I support people who do like the FaceTime or the phone call to one, verify people for safety and to make sure, you know, that you're, you're not wasting your time. I totally get it. But if this is something you're doing consistently, I would maybe try skipping it and being surprised on the date because worst case scenario, you've gotten catfished. They're not who they say you are and you dip. It it doesn't seem like you're too concerned about wasting time anyway, because you're going on all these dates that aren't going anywhere. So the difference between doing one more, I would, I would give that a try. I would try dipping the, the FaceTime out or keeping it very simple and being like, you know, having like a 10 minute conversation and not doing like a whole sort of conversation. But going back to the first thing about failed dates, I think Niall really real nailed it with the whole date should be fun. And you shouldn't be going there being like, this is the person I marry because you're putting so much expectation on a person that you have no idea what they're really about. So go there with the, the enthusiasm and the excitement of meeting somebody new and seeing what that means. Don't go in being like, I hope this person's my boyfriend, or I really think they're super attractive. I hope they like me. No, don't worry about that. They obviously find you attractive. They've agreed to go on a date with you. So push that off to the side and just go and have a good time and have a conversation that isn't the interview questions that everyone has on a first date and just just relax and have have a fun date. And then if it's not a great date, like if you guys then be like, ah, we didn't really click. Okay, great. You still had a fun night. Still had a great night. Move on. I've probably gone on easily over a hundred dates and I could count on maybe like two hands, the amount, probably on one hand, the amount of dates that I would say were bad dates. Mm-hmm. I think maybe two dates come to mind when I think of like bad dates right now. And one was because she showed up just, or well, she didn't show up fucked up. She got really drunk really fast somehow which I don't know whether it was like they don't usually drink or they were on like medicine that interacted or they had shown up drunk. And like, I was just like, what are you doing? I need to put you in a taxi and send you home. And it was like an hour and a half into the date. And then the other one, which was the worst date ever, which I think I've talked about before. And it's like, yeah, that's about it. All the other ones have been really fun. And there's been a lot. Yeah. I mean, I've got on really, I would say probably, the the date I had, like two of the dates that I had probably the most amount of fun were where we decided like midway through that like we we didn't vibe like sexually or romantically and we just had a great fucking time. And that like it's weird to say that like the the date that had no romantic prospects was one of the most enjoyable dates I've been on. And I think you need to like bring that energy and like that was a that was an eye opener for me of being like oh, cool, I should just be having a fucking blast. And if I'm not having a blast, then I'm going to call it early. You know what I mean? You're mm-hmm. not obligated to spend your entire night with someone. Meet them, meet up with them. And after two hours, you're not having a good time. Tell them you're tired. Tell me it's work in the morning. Like, it doesn't matter. Those white lies don't matter, especially if you're mm-hmm. not interested in the person. Move on. Don't, don't waste your time and money on someone you're not interested in. But if you go in being like, hey, let's have a fucking blast and you end up having a blast, then who cares if like, you know, you get home, and you're like, eh, not really someone I would date, but had a great night. Mm-hmm. Also, what, like, you're going to be more attractive if you're having fun as well. So it's like, I don't know what your dates are, but like, this is kind of a win win where like people are going to be more likely to like you if you're having a blast and they're having a blast. You know what I mean? 
it's more enjoyable as as I have grown up that like a lot of the first date jitters are kind of gone. A lot of people are just like happy to hang out with people, especially like in COVID and all that. I think avoiding the the interview questions or playing a game. I really like to anytime anyone used to ask me like, oh, what do you do for a living? I'm like, okay, I will answer that question. But you have to ask me a weird question first. Like you've got to ask me something that like isn't about where I grew up or where I went to school. Like hit me with a weird question. Then I'll tell you what I do for my job. And that's like a really fun icebreaker that I've found has led to far more interesting conversations and like, yeah, I went to school here and then I studied this and then I graduated and then I, I moved to the city and like, no one gives a shit about that. That's all stuff that will come up in passing conversation Mm -hmm. that you don't need to know. Have like weird conversations with your dates before you get into like their family history. Yeah. We did like me and my partner did like a rolling game of, I never, um, along a giant like pub crawl that we did down the stretch. And like, at one point, like a bartender came over and was like, hey, you guys are awesome. So I made you both cocktails because like I'm having like third hand fun or second hand fun, just like being near you guys. And they were like, what? Like, what date is this? We need to know. We're like first date. They were like, what the fuck? Like, we want to come out drinking with you guys. And we we're like, well, <laughs> maybe next time. And then we climbed a crane. It was great. That is a very similar response for but I, I almost exclusively sit at the bar when I go on dates. I that's, I mean, I almost sit at the bar anytime I go regardless. And the amount of times bartenders have sort of like interacted with us in, in a fun way. And it's also great to have the bartender on your side. To oh, have yeah. a, like to, to have the, the backing and the support of a bartender is it's, it's, it's fucking like date uh, ambrosia. It's, it's going to solve so many problems because like that moment of being like, if you guys are having a really good time, you're like, ah, should we do another? That bartender is going to come over and wingman you real hard mm-hmm. and be like, hell yeah, you should. Or, you also, know, as like you're if- paying your bill, shots appear. Or like, it's just yeah. like, there's also, they also are great for filling voids. You know what I mean? Like if, if you guys are starting to like slow down, I know I do this. If I notice that like a conversation is petering out, I will try to like, re-inject something back into a conversation and then fucking run away. If you're a, a seem like a decent person, I will tank your date. If you sound like an asshole. hundred <laughs> percent have to. So that's, that's our tips for, for staying positive because like if, if you don't go in thinking like, ah, this, this date failed. If you end the night being like, that was a lot of fun. I think that it's way easier to stay positive, right? Like it's, it's all a mindset that you need to, to switch mm-hmm. into. And it's like you're going to be more excited for the next one as well, you know? Yeah, even with even if it's not the same person. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, no, that's what I mean. Like just going on a date because it's going to be hopefully a fun night out anyway, you know? And it's like it doesn't matter that the last one, you know, failed because it wasn't a failure. The fun night. And that's like that's what date one is. So good luck. And having fun also might unlock like something that you actually really do like about a person. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There have been times where I've gone on dates where like the first sort of like 30 minutes was kind of like, eh. and then for whatever reason, I found out that they're super into D and D or super into like something. And it's like that, that flips everything over. But if you're mm-hmm. not willing to like take a leap in conversation and like steer it to someplace that like is beyond sort of the realm of like the first date questions, then yeah, you're going to, you're going to keep having the same date over and over and over again. And it's going to, it's going to wear you down. Mm-hmm. This is seduction to, to finish us off. Okay. This is Garrett the Barrett. What are predictors slash indicators that a woman has, that a woman has high body count? 
Squad likes to guess things like interests of people and developed a guessing game, of course verifying afterwards for the lols, but we haven't stumbled across potential indicators for high or low body count yet, since it's hard to verify. Except asking what could be indicators for number of past sexual partners in a woman, since with guys, it's pretty easy. <laughs> now come on, you can't fucking say that and get, not yeah. give us the indicators for, for what a high body count man looks like. Right, I know, but guess what? I'll bet it's Oh yeah, he's he's a roid. He's a meathead. He's a roid. He's king of the jungle. Yeah, like like I think I think a lot of people, the average person, I think would look at me and be very surprised at my you know quote unquote body count. One hundred percent, not one hundred percent about you, but I mean in general, it's like wow. There is no well. I'm saying they wouldn't be surprised. You look like just. It's a dirty boy. Oh, so I so I look like a meathead to you, huh? Okay. Yeah, you're king of the jungle, bro. Real king of the jungle like, over here. Bro, you've always been king of the jungle to me. Bro. <laughs> your lion's mane, your roar. Fuck king of the jungle, bro. And that's I guess that's why this is an easy fucking question, because there isn't. There isn't for fucking men. There isn't for fucking women. Like, get over yourself. And it doesn't matter. Stop it, Garrett. Yeah, it's such a wild thing. And it's like Look, this could be a fun game if you know what I mean. Like if you if you're boys and you, you run into a group of women and you guys are all getting along and having a thing and you guys all decide that like this is the game to play. It's like we're going to try to guess each other's body counts. Perfect. Great. That's that's, uh, you know, that could be fun. Could be a lot, a lot of fun. But to like look at a woman without interacting with them or whatever and being like, I bet she slept with this many people is gross. That's a gross yeah. thing to do because the only thing you're going to be doing is like, you'll probably look at like what they're wearing, like how they're dressed, how attractive you find them, you know, the shape of their body, all very arbitrary things to judge a person by and then making really gross assumptions about those things. So and that's the thing. It being seduction, it's I'm sure either used as a slut shaming technique or some kind yeah. of like weird dousing rod to find the best person to assault on a treadmill so just fuck off yeah i i think fuck off is the right answer to this question perfect um at the end of our episodes we like to peruse online dating platforms and comb the profiles for red flags and find out what works and what doesn't work in an effort to make your online dating experience a little more enjoyable so our first one up is sent into us all the way from the philippines from the wonderful agent kingdom thank you very much and it's a bumble profile no name about me i'm tired dating apps are draining and i'm just fucking exhausted so please don't waste my time <laughs> is that it that's it that's uh, this gentleman's profile it's like i just i want to know and i understand like this guy probably is very defeated he's probably had some bad times the the algorithm and the way these dating apps are meant to literally make you feel this way so you pay for the premium memberships so like I understand where he's coming from, but to then also think that this is a valid tactic mm -hmm. that would attract anyone that isn't also as miserable or bleak as you, like it's it's baffling to me because like I, I don't know who would look at that and be like, yes, this is the one. <laughs> yeah, fuck! I've been looking for a really exhausted, defeated man. Yeah, it's got to be like a two, one, I I, a one. I guess there's no redeeming quality to it. Yeah, I'm giving it a one because, you know what, I'm giving it a zero because it's not a dating profile. This is a therapy session. <laughs> Even right? like, just like, please don't waste my time. It's like, wow, so now it's also on me? Like, fuck you. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm giving it a zero because it is Garbo. I'll give it a one because I'm probably going to drop a zero on what you're about to say. Okay, that's fair. This is Ola. This is probably the person who just asked the last question. My biggest dating fail. Didn't like him. (laughs) So boring. (laughs) Why would you pick that prompt and just be like... Well, you know what? Hold on. On that on that note, this is a completely different person. This is Aaron from This is Hinge. Two truths and a lie. Pass. <laughs> All right. You, Zero for both. You didn't um, have to pick that one, Aaron. Aaron, there is there's like a hundred different prompts that you could have chose that you did want to answer. Why did you choose the one you had no interest in answering? Yeah. I that like I hate her. I hate it's, her. <laughs> Very strange. And I zeros zeros all around. Hey, you ready for this? While we're speaking Mm -hmm. about really exciting Bumble prompts. This is Mara. Dorkiest thing about me is I'm really into books. What? Okay. Wow. No, you said books, right? Not bugs. Yes. Books. Books. Wow. What a fucking dweeb. What a dork, man. Fucking nerd. (laughs) Imagine saying the like the most anything about you is a very common thing. Yeah. Well, craziest thing I've done is watch Netflix. Okay. Craziest thing I've done, breakfast for dinner. You're into books? That's not dorky. And any person that thinks that is like... It is dorky. Is it? Yeah, a bunch of fucking nerds putting on their glasses, (laughs) sitting sitting in a fucking... Sitting in a chair reading a book. Oh, a chair? I didn't know there'd be a chair involved. Uh, All right, Johnny Lawrence. Uh, that's going to get like, it's going to get a one because I'm into books. So I like that part, but it's losing nine points because you think that's a dorky, exciting thing. Um, this is Faith. Get Boba with me and I'll love you forever. Also, I need a crime doc partner. Fully vex. Can someone respectfully blow my back out as well? <laughs> okay, I like that. I like, right. you know, you know that they want Boba, you know that they want true crime stuff uh they're vexed it all seems like pedestrian and fun but like still informative and then that's both funny and sexy they pull the fucking rug out from under you love yeah. it it's a great profile so it's it's a 10 it, it gives gives us a little something and you know we know what we're getting into yeah i'm, I'm giving it a 10 as well yeah because like that's funny not like it's funny it's original it works well with like the pedestrian start and like the wild ending. And it also gives you stuff about them. That's interesting and personal. Love it. Uh, this is Dominica bad English with perfect Polish accent, six foot three tall. And I like taller man. Wink Regina, Canada or Regina. I don't know the fuck how it's pronounced. Regina. Canadians, Regina, Saskatchewan, Canada just left my engineering job to become a full-time tattoo artist in Hawaii till February outdoors, adventures, hikes, travels. Yes, please. She seems kind of cool. I don't really have anything about it. I mean, usually I, you know, we give people shit for the height thing, but like mm-hmm. six, three is pretty tall. You know, that that is a, that's an exceptionally tall person. So I understand why, why we're putting it in there. Um, mm-hmm. Still don't love it, you know, but like, I think if I was going on a date with someone and they ended up being six, three, I'd be like, oh, fuck, you're <laughs> fucking huge. <laughs> um, so like, you know, I get it. And I understand the preference. Um, it's when people are like, I'm five, six, and I prefer my men to be taller. It's like, yeah, okay. All right. Like, I understand that there are men out there that exist that aren't 
taller than five six or are five six. I get it, but like, don't act like you're fucking you know six yeah. two. Yeah, you know what? Like, it's it's not that bad. You know, I like taller men. Sure, that's fine. It's you're not saying only taller men. And on top of that, it's like, like you used to be an engineer, now you're a full time tattoo artist. That's fucking cool. You're in Hawaii. That's good. Good to know. Like, you know, if we start talking, at least I'll know you're in Hawaii till February and like outdoor adventure hikes, travels. Yes, please. Cool. Like this is all fine. Bad English with perfect Polish accent is funny. Also very hot, in my opinion. Yeah. But also Um, like it's very ironic because that's a very well put together like joke. So it's like, yeah, obviously your English ain't that bad. Dominica, you fucking liar. Get a zero for lying. (laughs) Um, This is Cassie. You Welcome aboard. Oh, you sorry. It's gonna any- be it's gonna be an eight. Yeah. It's solid. I'll give it a seven. Welcome aboard Cassie's Tinder. Well, first I should say she's a flight attendant. Cool. Welcome aboard Cassie's Tinder with service and fun adventure. We'll be flying at an altitude of spontaneity. Please ensure your baggage is stowed and your job is in an upright position. Animals are welcome on board. Smoking is not permitted. Netflix and beverages can be purchased on today's flight. Ensure your devices are set to Cassie mode and your seatbelt is fastened, especially during areas of turbulence. To evacuate the aircraft, swipe left. Otherwise, sit back, relax, and enjoy this ride. It's fucking wonderful. It's absolutely Very fun. fucking wonderful. Ten. Boom. Yeah. Incredible. Good job. My God. It might be my favorite dating profile I've heard. Apart from our good friend, Agent Deep Blue Sea. Uh, it is very good, and I approve of it 100%. That's fucking awesome. Can we get you on the show and just fucking applaud you? I mean, there's a good chance we, we know someone who knows them. Yeah, that's great. If you're if you know this person or if you are this person, <laughs> you I hope did the it. clapping sounds. Uh, that's fucking wonderful. Good job. Now, ready to flip that around and hear what A has to say? Sure. Looking to date uninjected, please. <laughs> now, are we is this finally a woman who doesn't think that the meatheads are king of the jungle? Yes, that's clearly it. She's like, no roidy boys. I just want my skinny freaks. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, we know how we feel about fucking unvaccinated and like but using even, that like, as a means to date. Even just the fact that that's it means that yeah. one, like I know nothing about you. Cool. But two, it's like, that's how important. Like, fuck you. No. Zero minus ten. Yeah, I'm going to give it a, a below zero as well. That's going to do us, friends. That's that's going to be the end of the show. And we appreciate you coming along for the ride. It means the world to us. We love you. Uh, if you have a question that you would like to get on the show, please feel free to send it on over. Visit us at fbuddiespodcast.com. Click the old contact form, fill it out. You can assign your own agent name or we will give one to you we keep everything anonymous your secrets are safe with us um if you would like to support the show you can head on over to fbuddiespodcast.com and click the patreon link and that'll bring you to our donation page where you can pledge a certain amount if you do the seven dollars uh you get access to an extra episode every month at the end of the month um there are six up currently which you get access to immediately and then the new one at the end of every month We appreciate the fuck out of every single person who's already supporting us. Uh, We really love it. It helps us be able to do this because we love you guys and we want to do it, but it takes time and effort and money and you make that possible by supporting us. So we really appreciate it. If you're on the fence, why not jump off the fence 
onto the side that supports us. Um, we've also got a brand new show out with two of our very, very good friends called No Quest for the Wicked. It is a actual play podcast that takes place in space. Um, if you're not sure what that is, it is us playing a game called Starfinder, which is very similar to D&D. Um, it is a mix of sort of like improv storytelling and radio drama. We've had a great time. It's been a lot of fun. The reception's been amazing. Um, and we're doing a fun little thing uh, this month where we're releasing a new episode every week instead of every other week. So it's a great time to to jump on board and, and start binging. Yeah, 100%. Also, thank you, Josh Eagle and the Harvard Cities for their song, Paper Stars. Do you have some bad sex writing for us? Oh, you know it. So this is Rogue Messiahs by Colin Wilson. In the case of Kirk Allen, the basic energy involved was clearly sexual. His problems began with the nymphomaniac governess. Most of us feel a 12-year-old boy would enjoy being seduced and introduced to sex with an attractive young woman. We're forgetting boys' sexual fantasies involve situations in which he takes the lead, in which the woman of his dreams mysteriously yields and gives herself willingly. Key words here are yields and gives. The essence of male sexuality lies in the fact that it's active, not passive. By using Kirk as a sex toy, the governess turned this basic situation upside down. Now instead of lusting after pretty teenagers and wondering how they can be persuaded to remove their clothes, Kirk cannot get out of his head the vague fear they may turn and pursue him. Any hint of sexual demand is enough to make him flee. Yeah, because this poor child was sexually assaulted. I don't think that's the case. I think what's the real issue here is that she didn't yield. What no, the that fuck, is, Colin? That, you, hey, no, you're right. She didn't stop. That's the problem. Well, yeah, but I love how, like... Actually, I hate all of this, every single aspect of it. But like, my God, like how many toxic is it a competition to fit as much toxic things into two paragraphs as possible? Because this is fucked. It's a strong contender. I mean, like, I hate that this is the last thing we do, because I don't think we can go another hour talking about how bad this is. I mean, And by the fact, I mean, like, we could go another hour, but this is the end of the show. So we do have to stop. <laughs> but mm-hmm. uh, this is, you know what? Actually, you know what? Let's talk about this next week. Sure. Because I, I think there is a lot to discuss, and I don't know if I feel comfortable like making a joke at the end of this about it. I would like to I would like to come back to this next week. Okay. Well, I will save it. My name is Dane Miller, and I'm Nal Spain. We've been your fuck buddies. <laughs>